Hey, y'all, welcome. Uh, welcome to RDF. My name is Simon Stokes. It's really good to be with y'all here tonight, this first large group of the semester. And you can see lots of new faces and returning people, um, especially Whitney and Travis, who, man, I can't believe they graduated, like, is it four years ago now? Jeez. Um, this is year seven for me, so this is my almost second time around with everybody. Um, but I'm, I just want to say it's really good to be here with y'all um, and get to preach God's word with you and get to worship God with you tonight. Um, a few things about me. Uh, like I said, this is year seven for me. I'm an ordained pastor here with RUF. Um, my wife Katie is right there. She's a graphic designer, runs a small business from our home. And uh, we have three kids, uh, Emery, who's five, Caroline, who's two and a half, and Peter, who's like four months at this point. So we've got a handful. Um, and I, I guess that's a good place to start. Um, a few, I guess it was probably six or seven months ago, our middle child, Caroline, is like two, two and a half at this point, is waking up in the middle of the night with all these nightmares. And I'd go up there and I would pick her up. It's like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, I've been a bit in bed for like six hours at that point. <laughs> and uh, um, I'm picking her up and like holding her and rubbing her back. And she's like sobbing to my shoulder. I'm like, Caroline, baby girl, tell me what's wrong. What's going on? And she's like, I had a, I had a nightmare. And I'm like, tell me about the nightmare. And so she starts telling me about how like there's a witch. And there's like this really soft floor that she's like sinking into. And there's these legs that are sticking up from this from this down from the ceiling and it's just it's terrible and it's like night after night after night and at at some point I'm exhausted like two o'clock in the morning I'm like who is pouring this nightmare fuel into my child's head like where is this coming from and why is this recurring dream happening and it just it's terrible and eventually one day on Saturday we're going as a family um, out together and we decided to go to Sky Zone in Durham and we get there and we start to jump, and Caroline is like kind of excited, kind of nervous, and she's like bouncing on the floor. If you've ever wanted, been one of these guys, and it's like up and down, up and down, and then she's like, Daddy, and she grabs me, and she's like, Look. And from the ceiling of Sky Zone are as these like someone had put up pants and shoes, and it made it look like, ah, like <laughs> someone had accidentally jumped through the ceiling. Which, for you and I, I'd be like, Oh, yeah, that's a joke that someone did. For a two year old who cannot separate fantasy from reality, like, scary, terrifying thing. And I, have, I still, to this day, have no idea what the witch was. Maybe that's just, like, her own deal. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out in counseling later. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I tell you all that um, because I think setting people's expectations for what, like, what reality actually is is really important. Um, that a lot of times things uh, can be perceived as one thing and then actually not be what that is. And so tonight, I, I wanted to start off and just talk about what RUF is. Because um, I know a lot of us are kind of doing the Christian rush thing and like checking stuff out. Um, <laughs> I'm on to you. <laughs> but this semester, we're going to do a series on dating, romance, relationships, sex, marriage, the whole deal. Uh, we'll have a few extra, what we're calling Saturday seminars. Uh, where there'll be like coffee and bagels uh, for Panera. And we'll talk about, um, right now we've got your relationship to your body and eating disorders. We'll have someone uh, who works at the UNC Eating Disorders Clinic come in and talk about, um, talk about that. Uh, your relationship to deciding who to marry, uh, kind of 
someone who's going to come in and give a really good talk on, it's not me, uh, give a really good talk on, you're dating this person, how do you know when I should pull the trigger and, you know, get married to them? <laughs> Which seems like it's a helpful talk. <laughs> and then uh, your relationship to the Bible and same-sex attraction, which uh, we're also having an outside speaker come in and do. Uh, and so we're going to cover a lot of territory in this relationship series this semester, and we hope that you're able to join us and be with us in that. But first of all, um, I just want to talk about um, your relationship to RUF. And I just want to ask, uh, why does RUF exist? What type of community do we want to be? Like, what's our ideal? We don't always hit that, because we're just regular people. Um, but what's our ideal? And then how can you get involved? So, why do you exist? What type of community? How can you get involved? So I'm going to read from John chapter 1 and use that as kind of a jumping off point for tonight. Uh, This is God's word. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. Let me pray for us and we'll get started. Jesus, we do pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear um, the beauty and the power and the truth that exist in you and your person. And we pray that um, you would settle our hearts and that we would give you our anxieties. And we pray that you would um, be with us in our hurts. Um, Lord, that you would uh, walk with us um, through the ups and the downs of life, especially as we start off this semester, which is always, at the start of the fall, so full of both joy as um, we see new friends um, and we leave maybe home for the first time and experience newfound freedoms, but also so much fear over um, what's to come, where will we go, who will we be with. Um, Lord, let us know that you're with us and that you love us. Give us ears to hear that and eyes to see it now. In your name we pray. Amen. So what? why does RUF exist? What are we doing here? We exist because we think that Jesus is supremely beautiful and that he is the key that unlocks the meaning of life. Look at what Philip says here about him. That he's this key to understanding the whole of the Bible. He's the one who Moses and the prophets wrote about. Everything is pointing towards him. He's big, he's cosmic, and yet also... They're like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He's small. He's with us. He's present. He doesn't just have the meaning of life, but he's accessible, and he is in his very person the meaning of life. And we believe that here at RUF. But maybe uh, you've got the same reaction as Nathaniel, and we want to respond like Philip with that, that, and say that your questions are legit. That just calling someone to believe without giving any kind of reason for it doesn't make a lot of sense. And we want to help you think through those things. And we want to say, come and see who Jesus is. It's kind of like this. Imagine that tomorrow you go to your on-campus mailbox and you see that you've gotten a letter from UNC and that says that you've been awarded the Smith-Jordan full scholarship, which only happens like once every 25 years, which means that because you've gotten a scholarship, you will graduate with honors but never have to go to class. Uh, You'll get a special seat in the bleachers reserved for you at every Carolina game. Regardless of your ability to play basketball, 
when you graduate, they're going to hang a jersey with your name up in the bleachers. There'll be a ceremony. Roy will wrap you in his arms and hug you and bid you adieu with tears, deep tears. And you are guaranteed a job that pays 100K beginning when you graduate. And, you know, obviously, because it's a great job, there'll be room to grow. What would you do if you got that scholarship? Would you look at it and be like, uh, I don't think so. This is fake. And like crumple it up and throw it away? You better be pretty sure if that's the case, right? Because that's a pretty sweet scholarship. Am I right? <laughs> I made it up. I really want that. <laughs> I can't even go to college anymore, but I want that. Um, if it's true, it's the best thing ever, right? It's good news. And you've got to ask the question, how do I get this? How do I hold on to this? How do I know? Because if you just crumple it up and throw it away, then you blew it. You better not be 50-50 on it. And Jesus is the same way. That his claims are so huge, so big, so extraordinary, so free, and so generous that you can't just be 50-50 on that. You'd better be all the way sure. Um, Jesus claims to be the one in whom life is. Not that he has access to life and give you a better life, but that he himself is life, and that you have that life by knowing him. He claims that there's no forgiveness apart from him. There's no freedom apart from him. And we want to say, come and see. Check that out. Be a part of it. Even if you're here and you are a Christian, we want you to grow in that and come and see it as well. I mean, what happens here with Philip? He's, he's like, Jesus is from Nazareth. He's the son of Joseph. He doesn't fully understand Jesus, right? Because if you're a Christian, you think that Jesus is the son of God. We all have more to come and see about Jesus and learn. So that's why RUF exists. What type of community do we want to be? I actually think this is captured in the words, come and see. And there's kind of four implications in this. Uh, one, we want to be a hospitable community um, that no matter where you're coming from, and my expectation is that there will be lots of people who are not Christians who are, who are coming and being a part of that. And if that's you and you're here with us tonight, I just want to say thank you for being here and taking a risk. Welcome. There are people who are here and are not Christians and have been coming for over a year. And that's awesome. We want to be a hospitable community to you. And that regardless of how you vote or how you live or where you are in belief or unbelief, that this is a place where you can be long and be loved and be cared for. Because, and we believe that because we believe that God is actually generous and kind and has given us everything in Jesus. And so that should shape the way that we actually do community to people who are here and also people who are not here. We want to be a hospitable community. We also want to be a safe community. I really want RUF to feel more like the waiting room of the ER than a job interview. Have you ever been on a job interview where you've got to, like, you've got to take a shower, you've got to comb your hair? I know it's like taking a shower is such a big deal. Um, I'm a, in the winter, I'm a solid once every three days guy. It's fine. <laughs> But, uh, but we want this to be a place that doesn't feel like a job interview, where you've got to have the right story, you've got to have the right answers to everything, you've got to present yourself in a certain way. We know that there's some communities on campus where you kind of have to get your stuff together to belong there or be there. Uh, you've got to have a certain personality, a certain amount of enthusiasm, you've got to get totally on board with this mission right now. Like, we don't want it to feel like a job interview. We actually want it to feel more like the waiting room of an ER, where when you're there, 
All you can be is who you are. And actually, the more honest you are about yourself, the more care you'll receive. And when you're sitting there and you're looking around at this place, you know that everyone is there for the exact same reason that you are, which is that they're sick. That we're all sick and we all need a doctor. And this is why Philip says, come and see, not go and see. Because he knows that he's got to go with his friend to Jesus because they both need the same thing. And that's us too. So we want to be a hospitable community. We want to be a safe community. We also want to be a biblical community. Um, Philip seems to believe in Jesus because he thinks that the Bible points to Jesus. And so here at RUF, we want to see who Jesus is in light of what the Bible actually says about him, which means we're going to dig into the Bible quite a bit. Um, Don't assume that everybody here is on board with the Bible or um, has the same kind of take on the Bible that we do, but at RUF, you'll hear a lot about the gospel and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. None of it is new. It's all passed down through the ages because we don't want Christianity to seem like it was invented by a guy in California in like 2004. Right? (laughs) We want it to be rich and deep and solid. And you're going to get that in large group. You'll get that in small groups when we get around the Bible and talk about Jesus. Um, Come and see. You can't have access to Jesus apart from the Bible. That's just where we find out who Jesus is and what he's like. Come and see and be surprised by him. So we're going to be a hospitable community, a safe community, a biblical community, but also a missional community. Look, Philip is outward facing. He moves towards his friend because he wants his friend to know Jesus in the same way that he knows Jesus. And we want to be an outward facing group that loves UNC. We don't want you to have to go off campus to love Jesus and love other people. We don't think you have to go off campus to know Jesus and learn about him. I actually think you can do all those things here. And we want to be at UNC and bless this place, which is just both a crazy combination of beauty and goodness and also sadness and brokenness. And it's all those things wrapped to get up together. We want to bless UNC because we want UNC to know Jesus. Look, you're on the way to adulthood, and we think you need a community that's going to actually help you become a Christian adult, one that's centered on the gospel, one where you're known and loved and where that has content that's bigger than you know doing a skit and throwing marshmallows at one another. You came to college, my guess is, with the, the intention of kind of creating your best life. Like if our hope is that you'll get a better a bet, better and bigger cause than the cause that you came with. That you'll get the cause of the kingdom of God. Look, I think that after being here for seven years, that most students want to be at UNC like they want to go to an amusement park where you show up, you enjoy some rides for a while, you throw up a few times, then you leave, you're done, you had a great experience, and then it's time to move on to the next thing. And I think that's how people relate to UNC. Like, show up, throw up, make some friends, get a degree, and leave, right? They want to use this place. We want to bless this place. We want this place to reflect more of God's love and truth and kindness. And we want to be a part of what God is actually doing here at UNC. Uh, We want to be committed to justice. We want to be committed to beauty. We want to be committed to both diversity and unity, which is something that, you know, our culture and our campus really struggles with. And we want to do those things because we want to believe, or or because we believe that Jesus is committed to those things. 
and that he's committed to his people, and that's what he actually calls his people to. So, that's why life exists. That's what we do. If your interest is piqued, how can you get involved? I want you to think about it like this. Think about RUF like a house party. Like, you roll up on this house party, music is going, people are coming in, and you go in, you walk through the front door, and there's this living room, it's like, gung, 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 gung. And, like, people are dancing in the middle, and you have two options, right? Like, you can kind of go into the center of that, and you go, gung, 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 and you're ready. You're ready. Or... You can kind of, like, I'm an introvert, obviously, and <laughs> you can kind of skate along the side of the wall and just kind of check things out and see what's happening. Look, we want the front door and the living room of REF to be like what we're doing here in large group, where you kind of see what the main thing is about. It's Jesus, it's the gospel, it's community, it's being together, it's worshiping together. And that's a great thing. That's a, a huge section of the party, right? But imagine, we're going to keep on with the house party thing. Uh, imagine you skate through the living room and you come to the kitchen. And the kitchen is a way chiller vibe at a house party, right? Um, people are hanging out. They're talking. There's food. There's more face-to-face conversation. A little bit more intimate setting. Think about that as like a small group. What our small group leaders talked about here just a few minutes ago. Um, you'll study the Bible. You'll study what the Bible has to say about theology, about what it has to say about feminism. You'll study things and have big conversations and do life together face-to-face in a really rich and in-depth way. And that's kind of like the kitchen at a house party. But let's really stretch this thing. Imagine you go into the backyard, <laughs> and it's still tied to the party, right? There, there's still things going on out there, but now there's other new people, and it's a little bit different vibe. It's a little bit wilder, still a little bit of a party. It's crazy, right? The backyard of a party is crazy. Um, and that's kind of like our retreats. Um, <laughs> You feel how I'm stretching this? <laughs> We're going to keep going. Don't worry. <laughs> but our, we, have a, we have our fall conference, October 4th through 6th. We're going to go with uh, North Carolina Central University, which is a historically black college. Uh, we're going to go with ECU um, out in Greenville. Um, we've rented some uh, beach houses side by side in, uh, I think, Cherry Grove Point, South Carolina. Um, and we're going to talk about friendship with God. All the great things that you're getting in the rest of the house party, the music, the worship, the community, the one-to-one interaction, all that with these other people at the beach. It's great. It's like the backyard. You slip around out of the backyard, right? (laughs) And you go along to the side of the garage. (laughs) And there's people there, and they're like, you know, this party's got to be about something. They're tinkering with lawnmowers. <laughs> I know, right? This is a weird party. <laughs> They're messing around with blowers. They're ready to go do some stuff. That's kind of like service and socials for us. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You picking up what I'm putting down? Uh, they're gonna, we're going to do habitat builds. We're going to go places and serve We're going to take what we learn about the gospel from one another and in community, and we're actually going to use that in 
the community around us in Orange County, in Durham, um, other places, because we think that the gospel is actually bigger than our lives. We want a cause that's bigger than us, right? And so we want to serve and care and make this party about something really tangible and good. Okay, that's the end of the house metaphor. (laughs) But that's how you get involved. I mean, join these things, sign up for these things, just show up. I mean, we sincerely invite you to come and be a part of this community. And, but more importantly, we invite you to come and see who Jesus is. Because that's the main thing here. That we want you to approach reality changed because of the way that you connect with Jesus. We want it to change the way you exercise, the way you rest, the way you're stressed, the way you do tests, Right? I did that. Alcohol, (laughs) sex and dating, work, your future, your present, your past, all of it changed by Jesus. We want everything about the way that you deal with yourself in the world to be recentered around God's grace. Look, when Philip was found by Jesus, what happened to him? His relationship with other people changes. He's like, Phil, he's like, Nathaniel, come and look at this. You have questions, I'm okay with that. We're still friends. But come and see this person. It's beautiful. It's bold. It's true. It's good. Look, when you encounter Jesus, you stop building a network. You stop thinking about how relationships can help you, and you start thinking about how you can help the people around you. You start to relate to people actually as a servant and a friend instead of someone who's a consumer who can use people. Look, we want RF to be great at certain things. We want it to be great at reaching out to people, We want it to be great at loving this campus. We want it to be great at loving God. We want it to be great at creating this Jesus-centered community. It's for the tired, the skeptical, and the committed. But we we don't want RUF to be great. We want God to be great. We want God's kingdom to be great. We want people to see that and enjoy it and rest in it. Because we want to show the world, UNC, and one another how good and kind and beautiful Jesus is. So come and see. I want to end with this. Um, It's a story I always end with on the first large group because I like it. And it was an awesome story, so I'm going to tell it. Uh, (laughs) But I'm I'm not from North Carolina. I don't have that pleasure. I didn't go to UNC. Um, But I'm from South Alabama, and we do things a little bit differently down there. And uh, growing up, my family had, like, hunting land, farmland, that kind of deal. And at some point along the way, beavers got onto this farmland and started to like chew down trees and block off the rivers and the streams that were there. And it's already pretty swampy. And the beavers make it even swampier. And it drives my dad nuts. And I'm like 12, 13 years old. And dad is like hemorrhaging. He's so angry about these beavers. And this is pre-9-11. And in pre-9-11 Alabama, you could buy dynamite with a driver's license and no prior convictions. And so that's what my dad did one Saturday. We go and we buy this dynamite. It was so easy. It was a different time, a different time. Uh, We go, we buy this dynamite, we go out to these swamplands, and we walk out into the swamps with the dynamite, and we take post hole diggers, and we dig a hole, duct tape the dynamite together, blasting cap, fuse, drop into the hole, cover it over, and then walk out of there, light the fuse, wait two minutes, and then boom! This huge explosion, and like 
dirt and mud and water and wood and, you know, probably a little bit of beaver. <laughs> comes raining down on us like 30 seconds later. It was beautiful. It was amazing. And it's like a 12-year-old kid peak, peak. Um, and it totally changed, obviously, the landscape of the place, right? That where before there had been all this, like, dank, dark, dirty swamp water and wildlife and things hadn't been able to grow as well in that, suddenly, like, clean, life-giving water could flow through those swamps. And it changed the place. And we want the same thing for you as Jesus enters into your life. That your heart, the dark places, the hurt places, the dead places, would be so impacted by God and His love that it would like blow you up. And instead of killing you, would give you new life. That's our hope for you. We pray that you would come and see. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you um, that you love us, that you're kind to us, that you give us so much room not to know, so much room (laughs) not to be put together. God, I know that. Um, You know how much um, I struggle with you and struggle with sin and struggle um, with myself. God, I thank you for your patience and your kindness and your mercy. I pray that you'd help us to see you. I pray that for the people that are here and never come back, that you would bless them and you would watch over them and that you would give them a really rich and good community of people who would know them and love them and that they would see you and see your love and be changed by that. Lord, I pray for us who do stay, God, that we would know how true you are and how beautiful you are and that you are kind to people like us. Um, Lord, I pray that you would be at work in this community so that your gospel would blow us up and instead of killing us, would give us new life. Do these things because you've died and you've been resurrected and your life is at work in us. In your name we pray, amen.